Orex Gloriae. O King of glory, Lord of hosts, who today art ascended above all the heavens, leave us not as orphans, but send to us the promise of the Father, the Spirit of truth. Alleluia. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Reverend Canon, my dear oblates, my dear sister adores, my dear members of the Society of the Sacred Heart. We are in the midst of the mother of all novenas, that very first novena which was observed by our Blessed Lady and the Apostles. For we read in the sacred scripture that they were united in prayer from the time of our Lord's ascension until they were endued with power on high by the coming of the Holy Ghost. It is normally our custom to sing the Veni Creator Spiritus in these days leading up to Pentecost. In doing so, we are, of course, borrowing from the feast itself, for the Veni Creator is what we sing throughout the octave of Pentecost. And we should not forget that the Church has another prayer, another chant, which she places at our disposal during these nine days. It is the words which I just quoted to you at the beginning, O Rex Gloriae. It is, in fact, an O antiphon composed in the second Gregorian mode, just like the O antiphons which we sing leading up to Christmas. In those greater antiphons, we begin with the thought of eternal wisdom, O sapientia, as distantly as possible, then proceed to that unutterable name of God, which indeed we do not utter in the chant itself, O Adonai. Yes, this eternal wisdom, which is from all eternity and disposes all things sweetly, is our God. It is he who is. But it is not enough for our God to be worshipped simply as the source of all being. He has willed to be a God close to his creatures endowed with reason, not only their creator, but their father. The name of father is applied only very sparingly to God in the Old Testament, almost never indeed. But as we proceed through the O antiphons leading up to Christmas, we find ourselves coming closer and closer to the fullness of revelation. O Radix Jesse, O Root of Jesse, yes, the Savior to come is to be a son who has a true father. O Clavis David, O Key of David, yes, coming from that royal line, found in form as a man, yet still truly God. O Orients, O Day Star, splendor of eternal light and son of justice. Yes, you are true God and true man, and so we call you, O Emmanuel, 
or king and lawgiver, expectation of the nations and their savior. O God who is with us, come and save us. And yet as our Lord has now ascended above the highest heavens with the conclusion of the Feast of the Ascension, we do not cease to call him Emmanuel, for our God is still with us. For he told us before he took his leave of us here on earth, I will send to you another paraclete, another advocate, another consoler, the spirit of truth who proceeds from the Father, whom the Father shall send in my name. He shall teach you all truth. No, Christ has not left us orphans. He has sent us an advocate, and in so doing, he has also given us a mother. We prepare for the Feast of Pentecost, second only in grandeur and glory to the Feast of Easter itself. That feast of the coming of the Spirit but also the birthday of the church. Indeed, all of the wondrous prophecies of Christ contained in the Old Testament and summarized, as it were, in the O Antiphons before Christmas do not find their complete fulfillment until we have the church. For Christ, his church, his sacraments, his sacred liturgy, all of these things are one. The prophecies do not just promise us Jesus Christ incarnate. They foretell Jesus Christ sacramentally communicated, Jesus Christ spread throughout the world. They foretell the church. As we are reminded especially on these Fridays of the Sacred Heart, the existence of the church brings to fulfillment the words of the greatest prophet, Isaiah, you shall draw waters in joy from the fountains of the Savior. The fountains of the Savior are that sevenfold stream flowing from his pierced heart. The feast of the ascension has concluded its octave, and we would be in grave error to suppose that this Friday is somehow only a leftover day before the next feast. No, on this Friday before Whit Sunday, we are transported once more to Calvary to behold the new Adam asleep on the cross, ready to bring forth from his side his spouse, the church. Outside of this one spotless bride of Christ, there is no source of grace, no sacraments, no remission of sin, no propitiation pleasing to the Father, no salvation. For in the words of that most eloquent defender of the church among the early fathers, St. Cyprian, he who has not the church for mother cannot have God for father. During this weekend of retreat, let us pray above all for the grace to answer more faithfully than ever our calling to be humble children, Holy Mother Church. None of us is on a mission to save her. Remembering the words of the great Cardinal Siri to the founders of the Institute, Monsignor Bach 
and Kenan Mora, in the time of their own priestly formation, we do not save the church. The church saves us. We are called to love her, to obey her, to suffer with her, and finally, to be saved by her. May we all persevere in faith, hope, and charity in that church militant until death, and be welcomed by our just judge into the ranks of the church triumphant, to behold at long last the Father of mercies for all eternity. Amen.